hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this is Rob Golfie with Rematch Escarpment, the Golfie team Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good morning. Once again, this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well and subscribe to the hamilton real estate show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast past episodes online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com and if you have a question for the golfie team you've been thinking about a topic idea that we should be discussing on this program you can email questions at robgolfie.com that's questions at robgolfie.com of course if you have a question that's real estate related you can send us an email as well lots to come on the show today including if we have time to get to it i hope we do because this is an interesting article in terms of the most expensive real estate properties on the market right now in Canada. We are talking multi-million dollar properties and gorgeous palatial estates in this nation. It is a uh, sight to be seen. We'll also talk about uh, you know festival seasons underway. Whether it's uh, you know Taste of the Danforth coming up, uh, you have a festival in your community. When it comes to real estate, people are not only buying a house, they're buying a neighborhood. And uh, what goes along with that is a lot of the festivals that uh, come along throughout, especially the summer months. We'll also get into some of the things that rich millennials, yes, they're out there, rich millennials look for a luxury home, according to real estate agents. But we will start... With the June 2019 real estate picture here in Hamilton, Burlington. So the Real- Realtors Association of Hamilton, Burlington reporting that 1,203 homes were sold in June. That is a 4.2% increase from June of 2018. However, the sales number is down 10.5% when you compare it to May and down 1.9% when compared to to April. The average price, however, for a home in this area last month increased 5.2% overall year over year to just shy of $594,000, although that is just slightly down uh, by 0.03% from May, so virtually flat from May to June. Here's a quote from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington President Bob Vandevrand, who says, quote, The number of sales and average price are up over 2018, showing that the market is edging higher since it balanced out last year. And he goes on today, uh, or goes on to say, I should say, uh, sales have dropped compared to May and April of this year, but paired with a decrease of about 4% in the number of new listings, this could indicate the market is tightening. Do you guys feel that the market is tightening? Yes, it is. Um, the um, uh, like I was looking at the last five years of uh, June, mm-hmm. and our, the big numbers in unit sales were actually 2015, 15 and 16. Really? Yeah, and then we had a, a great uh, month, a, a great year in 2017, but 
2015 and 16 were were good months. Now things are are balancing out. Um, we're finding that so, like for instance, Burlington uh, sales activity is down six percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Hamilton, so uh, in Hamilton sales activity is up eleven percent. Right. So when you blend the both together, that's how we got you the uh, only four or five percent uh, in uh, things. But but the average sale price is still moving up. It is moving up in pretty well uh, 95% of all the uh, communities mm-hmm. and, like East Hamilton, Central Hamilton, and all those areas. But, I mean, people are, be- are more cautious right now. Everybody's waiting for this big, uh, you know, things are going to break, things are going to, you know, bust. But, I mean, we've been talking about that for five years. Is that why? Is that why the new listings are a little bit down in each of Hamilton, Burlington, down 3% in Hamilton, down 4% in Burlington because people are waiting? Well, uh, so listings are down. One reason is that People are looking at looking at houses where to move to, right. and they're finding it it's expensive. It's not worth it. So the only people that are putting their house up for sale is the ones that, that have to put their house up for sale. It could be you know financial. It could be uh, separation, divorce. Uh, it could be any any legal reason. But the thing is, the only the people that are putting their house up for sale is they have to, and it's right. not like hey let's. Let's buy a you know a bigger house and you know and just so we can you know have a little more room to walk around. And, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not like 2017 where no, where virtually like, everyone no, is talking about selling their house. People or, were buying and yeah. selling like crazy in 2017, but now because of inventory uh, levels are lower, it's just because people are look you know they say hey I'm going to sell my house how much can I get for my house and but then they're looking at what they can buy. Yeah. It's not worth it for them. They're 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 going to stay a little longer. And uh, and and see what the market happens. But in in saying that, if if they're going to buy in this market or sell in this market, it balances out. Like you know what I'm saying. So so if they wait, you know, two years to sell their house, mm-hmm. whatever the market is in two years, it's going to be the same. Right. So it, I mean, if their house goes up in value, so does the house that they're looking at buying goes sure. up in value. Yeah. So. So it's just hard for sometimes buyers to comprehend right now to you know say well I don't want to sell my house I got everything done and why should I you know move into a new house where I have to change a lot of things I don't it, I, I save money basically from not moving yeah. that's what they're saying uh, two years ago in 2017 wasn't it just about this time when things started to slow down a little bit it was before the fall right 2017 the numbers are still pretty good because pe- the, the market didn't really know. Uh, that the market was shifting, mm. uh, but it it uh, it was the second half of 2017 that the things right started after the tumbling. Easter weekend, yeah, that Easter that Easter long weekend. We knew it it was happening uh, mid to third week of April that things were changing. Yeah. so we were in the you know in the uh, you know the trenches of of the buying and selling and everything that was happening, but the market didn't know that. So you as a consumer saying, hey, let's keep buying. Houses prices are going to be uh, moving up. We got to buy something now. Got to buy something now. But we knew there, there was something funny in the market that was going on. So we kind of reacted to that when it happened. But it really it, it, it affected uh, uh, in uh, towards the second half of the year. And actually, house, house prices went up even more. Not, yeah. not house prices, sorry. Number of houses for sale right. went up more 
just because of the fact everybody in February, March, and April, they were getting all this <laughs> yeah. big money. Yeah. So, but the, the guys that started putting their house up for sale later missed out on They're that on late. that gravy yeah. train. Yeah. But yeah. it really snowballed because, as you mentioned, in the early part of this, uh, the season, just after Easter, uh, when those houses were going for big money, there were those multiple offers, those GTA buyers coming here to you know cash in on the much cheaper uh, homes compared to Toronto. But everyone else wanted to get in because, hey, hey, you know, all these GTA guys and, and, and ladies are moving here. I got to get into the market. And that really spurred that snowball effect. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know what? The GTA buyers kind of put a, a wrench in, in all of the negotiating and, uh, uh, and, and putting offers in. Like, I remember uh, in 2015 and 16, um, the, uh, you know, there was five offers on the house. I could almost, I knew I, I can get that for my client because I said, okay, here's, I have a formula. But once the GTA buyers came in, that formula just went <laughs> that out the, the window. Eh? That was yeah. the curveball. Yeah. We couldn't. Do, we I couldn't use my formula anymore. It was done. It was out the window because these buyers from Toronto, they're coming in fifty thousand, a hundred thousand over asking, right. and you just you know. And you're the like, lo- the formula is not working now. No, no, it's not working. The local buyer here that's buying can't compete against that. Right. Yeah. So. Well, okay. To the June uh, 2019 stats, we kind of got off on a tangent there about 2017, the glory days. The glory days of 2017. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll start in Ancaster where. Uh, I'll I'll tee up the numbers and you give me your reaction to to what's happening in each community. So Ancaster, the number of sales up 22%, 59 to 72. uh, But the average price going down almost 5% from 776,000 to 741. But number of sales encouraging in Ancaster at least. Encouraging, but it's still there. There's a little bit of uh, an adjustment there on pricing because it it, it just got to a point where it got too expensive. So even though the uh, amount of homes are more, People are very cautious in negotiating. Ancaster, people are grinding it out hard for negotiations. There's that tightening market. Uh, In Burlington, the number of sales, this is the opposite of Ancaster, so the number of sales went down uh, just shy of 6%, but the average price of a home soaring nearly 10% to $786,000. Yeah, they're doing well there. Um, Who knows? uh, uh, GTA buyers are probably coming back, looking around, you know, snooping around, seeing that the prices are still pretty good compared to uh, Toronto, so uh, but people are starting to get back into uh, Burlington. Took a beating too when it came to yeah. house price. They need a little, a little bit of a, an adjustment on their pricing there. So it looks like it's back on track now. Good news for home sellers in Dundas because the number of sales went up seventeen percent, thirty-five to forty-one. So not massive numbers, but there is a massive number in the average sale price going up twenty-seven point eight percent, five hundred thirty-nine thousand dollars in June of twenty eighteen compared to six eighty-eight last month. That's huge it is but there's also it's the number of homes is it skewed because i think yeah it's skewed there if you take out there's some there's probably some big ones that sold in there but also dundas flatlined for a while so it needed a jump but it's it's too big of a jump right now so i i really like to see what next month brings because of that because i think there's a couple of big number sales that happened and uh, and that changed that okay so we'll pump the brakes on on dundas a little bit grimsby slamming on the brakes in terms of number of sales down 41 percent uh 37 homes sold last month in Grimsby compared to 63 in the month of June of 2018. The average sale price just up 1% to $577,000. What happened in Grimsby? No kidding. No wonder my flip didn't work out as well as I thought. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're down quite a bit and uh, and they only went up one point on uh, price. Yeah. Again, Grimsby got to a point where it's too expensive and uh, it just people just can't 
comprehend the price. So now what they're doing from Grimsby, people are looking and say, whoa, wait a minute, this is a lot of money. Yeah. Now they're going to Beamsville, but yeah. Beamsville's starting to catch up. And yeah. uh, there's so so this heavily populated, you know, GTA, the the Hamilton and Burlington. They're starting to look past Grimsby. Starting yeah. to move right yeah. past so, it. Here's so, the domino. So yeah. Be- right. Beamsville's now starting to become like the next area, but now they're they're getting too expensive. So, so St. Catharines is next, I guess. St. Catharines, Niagara <laughs> Falls is the yeah. next. Uh, yeah. You know what? That that main artery going on the Queen Elizabeth way. It's yeah. it's you know it's it's getting busier and busier. We'll take a quick break when we come back. Some impressive numbers in Hamilton Center and Hamilton East as well. Don't forget if you have a question for the golfie team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. A whole host of great information, some awesome listings to peruse through on the website at robgolfie.com, and you can call them anytime at nine. 505-575-7700. More of the Hamilton Real Estate Show next on 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home, where my thoughts escaping home, where my music's playing home, where my love lies waiting silently for Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That website address is robgolfi.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And if you haven't done so already... Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And uh, we have some interesting statistics that we're going to get through uh, for the next couple of minutes. And then we'll jump to some millennial talk in terms of luxury homes. And we'll also get into uh, what to look for in a neighborhood. When you buy a home, you're not just buying the house, you're buying the neighborhood. So back to the June 2019 statistics. Uh, with the uh, Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington went through some uh, locations like Grimsby, Ancaster, Burlington. Here's where the numbers start to get real impressive. Hamilton Center, the number of sales up 3.2% um, in terms of numbers, not huge, 93 to 96. But the average sale price has jumped from $335,000 in Hamilton Center to $390,000. That's a significant jump. It's huge. Um, the houses like uh, Sherman Street South, they're getting big dollars, you know, around Maple and all those nice, yeah. nice big homes there. Um, there, people are fixing up houses and they're getting big money, so they're getting over four hundred thousand. So Hamilton Central is becoming a nice little uh, hot spot and trendy area to to move to. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I, I wouldn't doubt uh, it, it's just going to keep climbing. Yeah, Hamilton East also in that uh, same conversation for sure. The number of sales skyrocketing fifty one point four percent. Seventy two homes sold in June numbers. of twenty eighteen. One hundred nine last month, and the average sale price up thirteen percent. Now standing at four hundred nine thousand dollars in Hamilton East. This is where I bought my wow. house. Yes. Yeah, right there. It's yeah. it's a nice little pocket. When I bought mine, it's an affordable little pocket where you can still get a detached home for under four hundred thousand dollars. And and 
there's that the ability to to jump to that five fifty six hundred thousand. Yeah. But but it hasn't quite yet done it. So there's there's a lot of room in comparison to the average sale in Hamilton. It's still under that average sale price, but it's still affordable. It's an up and coming area. Has good transit access, good oh, highway sure. access. So it's 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 a nice little area. Now what you're finding is that there are, it's a lot of older smaller homes on nice big wide lots. So what you've seen is is a lot of you know not necessarily teardowns but full guts and and uh, renovate you know people renovating them and it's a good little opportunity for first time home buyers and investors mm-hmm. that's kind of where they've all flocked to as as hamilton's become you know some hamilton neighborhoods have become overpriced where there's not enough equity or not enough opportunity there to to make that jump to that next you know 100,000 dollar number Right. Uh, Hamilton Center and Hamilton East, uh, two of the biggest risers in terms of home price uh, in the last month. Hamilton Center up $55,000. Hamilton East up 47000 So uh, encouraging news for home sellers in those two areas of the city. Hamilton Mountain, the number of sales dipping nearly 6% to 176 uh, homes sold. The average price, however, going up 6%, now stands just shy of $500,000, on the mountain. Yeah. Uh, people on the mountain, if they're moving, they're going to move, they're going to stay on the mountain or they're moving out of town. And uh, so, again, they're the people that are looking and saying, hey, you know, uh, there's no sense moving. P- house prices are expensive. Yeah. It, but it, it, it ha- it's gone up 6%. That, that's the, you know, average on the on the board pretty mm-hmm. well in, in most areas. But um, but the number of units, I mean, from 187 to 176. Minus five percent. It's Hamilton Mountains is one of the better markets, but it's kind of took taken a little bit of little bit slow down just to, because it was just too fast before. Right. It was just too fast. It has to catch up. You mentioned if you're on the mountain already and you're in a home, you're not necessarily looking in the lower city. Would someone on the mountain they might not be looking at Hamilton East or Hamilton Center, but are they looking at Dundas? Are they looking maybe at Waterdown? Dun- Dundas, Ancaster, yeah. possibly Waterdown, Burlington. Um, it, it, Depending those, on their situation, those were they would go. That would be their uh, step up and yeah. uh, moving to a you know a bigger home or or a different uh, neighborhood. Right, Hamilton West number of sales down fifteen percent, sixty seven homes sold in June of twenty nineteen, and the average price kind of flat four hundred ninety thousand dollars last year at this time, uh, down to four eighty five. It's up and down in the West End. Yeah, uh, just to to you know because of the student rental uh, homes that are being sold. Uh, it, it, it changes. Uh, you almost have to look at Hamilton West as a, uh, like the full year number to see what from year to year to, to really get a good grip of what's going on in the, right. in the West End there. Because it's really volatile from month yeah, to month. Yeah. Stony Creek, impressive numbers in terms of sales, 96 to 109 from June of 2018 to last month. And the average sale price up from 555000 at this time last year to $566,000. Yeah, no, it's, it's on track. And Stony Creek's always a good area. Especially up on the uh, on the mountain, uh, we're uh, with uh, Summit Park there with the uh, subdivision there. There's a yeah. lot of uh, newcomers coming from out of town that are moving there. You know, they got quick access to uh, the the link and the Red Hill from there, and uh, so you're getting a lot of out of towners moving in into uh, especially Stony Creek Mountain. Right. So half the year is in the books. We've gone from January to June uh, in the real estate market here in Hamilton and Burlington. How would you describe the first six months of the year in terms of real estate? Um, you know what? Compared to last year, it's really good, but not compared to 2017. Right. We, we, we've always had growth every year. We're, we're, we're up over from uh, uh, ourselves as a team. We're up over 
uh, from last year to this year. Um, but uh, but it's it, it, it's tough. It's it's uh, people are very cautious. People are you know uh, are are going online and investigating more. They're they're very very cautious. The buyers are so more educated mm-hmm. than they were even three years ago. Yeah. yeah. From from my experience, there's you know in this first six months, I've I've talked to a lot of homeowners who want to make that that move and put that equity in the bank and, and look towards retirement, but they're having that struggle in terms of finding the opportunity to put their $200,000, $250,000 in the bank, as well as move into the next property because there there's that competition among the first-time buyers, there's that competition among the investors that are all, you know, for example, the bungalow townhomes have have risen so high in price that they're having a hard time getting into them and still be being able to put their equity in the bank. So a lot of people will, will look at the sale of their property and say, you know what, it's not worth it for us to make this move right now. Let's hope that our property continues to go up in value and that those ones maybe stay or or, or don't don't come up in value or, or perhaps maybe get into a new build and, and delay the strategy maybe three or four years down the road. So that's what, that's what I'm seeing is, is a lot of empty nesters that live in these big two-story homes who want that big number and put put a lot of money in the bank and looking towards something a little bit more affordable bungalow townhome, but it, the, the the numbers and the financials aren't aren't making sense for some mm-hmm. of them. I want you two uh, gentlemen to put on your your magic hat or gaze into your crystal ball or, or shake that magic eight ball if you have <laughs> one uh, for the for the, the last six months of this year. What are the projections? What are what are the tea leaves telling us? I I think it's going to be you know better than other years. Um, uh, but um, it just again, it's cautious. It's going to be a balanced market, but um, it, it, it's hard to tell. Like you know, like they were just announcing on the radio, uh, and you are the radio, Rick. Yes, we are on the radio right now. <laughs> they were saying that uh, uh, England is going to. They're heading into recession. A, a recession. Yeah. Like like, like or at least it, there's fears that there's the recession fears. might be on. Now the now is it based because they had two quarters in a row that are yeah. are minus they had minus growth yeah. so they so they're worried about the third quarter yep. and and once it, you have three quarters it's officially a recession it's officially a recession yeah. and then Japan I I don't know where they're at but I knew they were in a recession for like 10, 15 years right. and they're probably still struggling because people are moving out of that country nobody's moving in yeah their population is declining yeah oh big time yeah so so uh, I wonder if China will feel the same way I mean like they. They've got billions there. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they won't. They won't miss. You know, two hundred million. Right. But uh, but will that happen eventually there? Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes the the straw stirs the drink, and, and China and the U.S. on a global you know economic scale are the yeah. two heavy hitters, and we're all kind of the minnows swimming in the sea with the big sharks. But uh, yeah, we'll keep an our, our eye on what's happening in the U.K. because that'll certainly have an impact on Europe, and who knows uh, beyond that. Yeah, I think what's been interesting in terms of our local market is the Brantford market, the Kitchener Waterloo, um, Cambridge market is strong. Like they they're they're experiencing. You know, almost what we experienced in 2017 where they're having houses go into multiple offers, 54, 55 offers, mm. and going for $100,000 over asking price. So is it is it a result of our markets become too overpriced for the investor or for the GTA buyer that they're looking elsewhere? Right. Or is it because that, you know, I, I understand that they have some some people commuter, you know, um developments in the pipeline that's going to connect them closer to Toronto. Sure. So is, is is that a factor where people are going there instead of here, right? So you don't know, but but their market is experiencing almost what we experienced in 2017. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we're, you know, we're not there or we're not there anymore. 
right? Yeah. Those transportation links really have a, they play a huge part, whether it's an LRT or a GO bus or train or, you know, uh, proximity to a highway. If you can get onto a transportation link that's going to take you to work quickly and efficiently and effectively, uh, that's going to be, a, you know, a, a, a viable option oh, for you as a, as a home buyer. Absolutely, especially from Niagara Falls right to uh, Toronto. Yeah. They're going to make that uh, corridor uh, with the with the go easy. So I was going to say, if if the provincial government or the federal or the government of the day makes all day go a, a reality to Niagara, how big of a boom is that going to be? I so because so it's been promised for that. years. So right? people ask me that, and and my my position is your your, your house isn't going to go up in twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in value. Right. In my opinion, it'll just it's it's going to make it an, it's going to make it easier to sell. Right, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a larger buyer pool. With that being said, if you have a larger buyer pool, you're gonna say, okay, well then the oh, the price might go up. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think you're gonna see a drastic improvement in price right, right it's, away. It, it's yeah. So it's like when we go to someone's house, right, and they say, oh, listen. You know the go trains coming here, so that makes my house worth more. And I go, what about the house? What about your neighbors? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But like your neighbor's house, it li- you know, just across the street, yeah. he didn't do as well. And I guess the go station, he didn't. I guess they didn't know about the go station right. across yeah. the street. Yeah. So I mean, we all know that that eventually tra- that's going to happen. House prices uh, everywhere in the neighborhoods are all going up, sl- you know, moderately at a good pace. Now, yes. Uh, if if there's an all day go that's going back and forth from Tr- from Toronto to Niagara Falls, it, it'll it'll probably hurt uh, Toronto a bit because people are gonna say, well, we, we can go and live in Niagara Falls and mm. get to Toronto right. probably in an hour or an hour and ten minutes, yeah. you know, versus you know living in Hamilton driving to Toronto and getting there in an hour and a half or two hours, right. you know. Yeah. So so would it hurt Hamilton then? Because uh, if it hurts Toronto, would it, it at least initially hurt a Hamilton? Because maybe many people in Hamilton will say, you know what, I can get a cheaper house in Grimsby or Beamsville or St. Catharines and just take the train in. No, it won't hurt it. It won't hurt it. No, no, no it because won't hurt it. no, it's just it'll just be the same all the way through. It just depends what people can afford. So I mean, like when you're talking to somebody that uh, is looking for a house now, the buyer pool is in all different price ranges when yeah. they're buying. So you know, if somebody somebody will, everybody wants to live closer to the GTA if they're coming from the GTA. So they'll go to Hamilton and say, hey, I can afford this, but if I go to uh, Niagara, I can afford this. Let's go to Niagara first. But then after, they'll live there for three, four years. They're going to move to Hamilton. They're just going to move closer because now they've built a lot of equity in their house. But the first choice would be Burlington, then you go to Hamilton, then you go to St. Catharines, right. and then you know Niagara Falls. That's that's the choice. So it just depends on the, how much money they make and how much they can afford and all that. You know. I know uh, the real estate activity, house prices, number of listings, number of sales in the GTA is huge. We've seen it in Oakville. Mississauga, Burlington, Hamilton, certainly in Niagara, north of Toronto, whether it's the Richmond Hills, the Auroras, the Markhams, whatever the case is. What has happened? Or why do you think the boom east of Toronto hasn't happened? The Oshawas, the Ajax, the Pickerings, there's been, you know, some spikes here or there, but not as enticing as a Hamilton or a Burlington or an Ancaster. I, I, I think they've had spikes um, just just as good as we have. Maybe right. we've had it better because we were a lot cheaper. I mean, Hamilton. Believe me, you get a you get a resident that lives that grew up in Hamilton, right? I mean, sorry, uh, somebody that grew up in Burlington. Mm-hmm. Now they're a millennial, right? They all grew up and they live in this nice posh little city, and all of a sudden they tell their friends, "I'm moving to Hamilton." Their friends are gonna go, "What?" <laughs> Give me the hairy eyeball. They're right? not even telling their friends where they're right. moving to. <laughs> 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 like they're like they you know. 
know, they think it's uh, it's a, a city with, uh, you know, like it's all this pollution with yeah. the steel mills. It's a misconception. And, 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 and you, know, you know what it is? I understand. I get it. You know what? You grew up in Burlington and you want to stay in Burlington and Hamilton. We're just the guys on the other side of the right. Skyway Bridge. We just got the steel mills and that's yeah, it, right? It was a, but I'll yeah. tell you, we, um, I was talking to somebody from Oakville. They live in Oakville, and they said, Rob, I go, I love coming to Hamilton. You guys got great restaurants. You guys got great culture here. Mm-hmm. It is fun coming to Hamilton. And so, hey, you know, I, like, I'm, you know they, they don't realize what we have. And we've got more than any other city that's near beside us. Like, yeah. we've got, like, you it's know. It's such a diverse city. It is. It is. So, but it's funny that's about the That's a good question, Berlin. though. Like, like I know that the, those those you know those cities have experienced growth, but they mm-hmm. don't get the headlines as as, Not as we do. No, right? Yeah. We're it's almost like Hamilton's you know best cities to live in. Yeah, you never see Ajax or everything or gets Oshawa. cut off in Toronto. Oshawa. Yeah. We know Oshawa would have been no, up there yeah. anyway. Pickering, like <laughs> who lives there? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's yeah. um, but but I think it's it's you know we still have that metropolitan city to us, right? It's we, we still have you know a financial district. We still yeah. have the the. The, the main you know we have an airport we got the main transit yeah, yeah we got we got you know, we we're, got the we're, mob in the city we're, too we got the mob. you know some people some people want to live you know near the lake right lake right. ontario and, and it gives you that you know and, and we're still in direct proximity to toronto but i mean yeah it's it's definitely interesting if you want to mm-hmm. uh dissect that yeah uh, we got lots more to come including uh, after the break we'll get into the 13 things that rich millennials look for in a luxury home uh before we get to the break is there such thing as a rich millennial i mean there probably could probably <laughs> count a few them one hand, there. Really? believe me there is a few <laughs> yeah. and we'll also get into uh when you're buying a house you're not necessarily necessarily just buying the house you're buying the neighborhood as well we'll explain when we return here on the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml uh, Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them on social media at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook as well, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. The phone number is 905-575-7700. Whether you're buying or selling, that number to call is 905-575-7700. Throw us an email if you have a question or a topic idea, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. 13 things that rich millennials look for in a luxury home. We'll fire through these. Walkability is a major factor for rich millennials. You could probably delete the word rich. It's just a factor for millennials, period. Big time. I think think everybody wants to... You know, be able to wa- be walking distance to, to everything, and, and that's what you get when you live downtown Toronto. It's your your ten minute walk from wherever yeah, you want to be. Yeah, restaurant, subway, yeah, wherever whatever you want. the case is. So it's it's perfect. Millennials have an eye for sustainable luxury. I mean, yeah. So it, this is green features in the house. I, well, I, I think this. They, ca- they grew up grew up with with the parents buying uh, stuff like because you know as the parents are getting up there in age in their fifties, for, late forties and fifties, right. Uh, the, the kids are seeing. Well, I want this. They want what it took a lifetime 
for parents to get. Right. So they want that now. But they, they want it in a more environmentally or eco-friendly yeah. nature. Whether, you know, you look at the automobile, you know, the, the electric cars right. nowadays or yeah. the hybrids were a big thing. Um, and they're obviously looking for that in a house as well. Uh, contemporary design is popular among rich millennials. So when you're taking millennials through a house... Does this make sense? Are they looking for that contemporary or yeah, even modern kind of style? It's something that, that is very chic. Right. Or yeah. Very Pinteresty looking, very um, <laughs> That's a great way to Yeah, put very it. something that something that, you know, isn't normal. It's not not cookie cutter, something that, you know, offers a little bit of flair, right. um, whether it's through the through the light fixtures or through the you know, the vanities or through you know, through whatever, something that, that gives it a little bit of flair, gives it a little bit of, of uniqueness, but still looks good and and still has a, a you know a sense of you know a good feeling towards it. Now the thing about this is, contemporary means that it, it doesn't go out of style or, or doesn't go you know it's not going to date itself. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes is when we say it's contemporary, it, it's because it's it's you know outlandish out, exactly. Yeah. So it, it should it, it, it's very interesting when you when you look at contemporary homes. For example, we thought the flat roof was contemporary maybe right. 30 years ago yeah sure it was contemporary but you know you know is that going to date itself right if you saw a house with a, a flat roof 30 years ago you're, you're kind of look at it, it looks like a spaceship now <laughs> now we, we, yeah. we're starting to see them everywhere and yeah. it's becoming more of the the norm um but will that date itself right right and, and, and now and, we're seeing a lot of these two-tier roofs right, right? Yes. you get the whatever they're called yeah 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 no, yeah. No, yeah yeah so i mean it's gonna be interesting i i, I think home styles you know be careful if you're going to build a contemporary home and, mm-hmm. and 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 try and go for a different look. Um, if you don't, if you if you have so much money and, and you don't care about, it, then yeah, build whatever you right. want. But when it comes down to designing a home, you know, if you have the afterthought in terms of a resale value, just you know, you want to be careful. Yeah, keep that right? top of mind. Yeah. Tech savvy homes are also popular with millennial buyers. They want that smart home. Oh, everybody wants to be able to talk to their Google Home and turn yeah. on the lights or, you know, talk to their Alexa and turn on the TV and turn off the TV. This is something that's widely attractive to, to not just millennials. It, it's become widely attractive to everyone. Yeah. Um, and just the the ease to, to operate your home with with a smartphone, whether it's being able to change the temperature of your home while you're at work and, and having it adapt to, to your lifestyle yep. and, and being able to, you know, lock your doors or, or turn lights on and off or turn fire it's just it's just the new wave of how homes are being built today i would still say that we're, we're so there's still a lot of kinks in them and some people are afraid to 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 buy homes like that i i don't think we're we're completely there when it comes to making sure all the bugs are are out of those mm-hmm. uh programs um but but I, I would say, you know, to the millennial buyer, it's definitely widely attractive. Another one here. Uh, private outdoor spaces are a significant draw, not necessarily just uh, an outdoor space, but um, terraces, roof decks, yeah. uh, chic backyards. I mean, if you look into Hamilton and go towards the Niagara region, you can say, okay, yeah, an outdoor space. An outdoor space comes with every single house. Yeah. Now, when you when you highlight it and, and go into the higher metropolitan areas, downtown Toronto, New York City, Vancouver and you ask for an outdoor space or a terrace, you're immediately going up to $2 million, right? right? So obviously, you know, you know, if, if you live in a, live in a condo or right downtown and you have a nice little outdoor area, it's, 
it's it's amazing. You can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one here. Summer kitchens are a bonus for millennials on the hunt for luxury homes. Millennials also looking for pools with all the works. Uh, a workspace is high on many rich millennials' list of priorities. Uh, this one, I think, fits everyone. Open concept kitchens with fun amenities are a common request. And a space for entertaining is top of mind. That entertainment space is huge for millennials. Yeah, definitely. Something that, something that you can have people over and, and you know... A lot of people live in these small small spaces, so having even four or five people over, it's difficult. But if you have a, a big enough space to entertain, it's it's great. It's a win-win. Still to come, we'll talk a, a little bit more about what mo- rich millennials want and uh, buying a house and uh, buying a neighborhood go hand-in-hand. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. One more spin here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can find them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email questions at RobGolfie.com. That's questions at RobGolfie.com. We will... Uh, ask and answer your question on a future program of the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're going through the 13 things that rich millennials look for in a luxury home. Uh, this according to real estate agents. They're looking for walkability, contemporary design, private outdoor spaces, tech-savvy, uh, green uh, homes, uh, a space for entertaining. Here's uh, the last trio of things. Rich millennial home buyers have an eye for Instagram-worthy spaces, which we kind of reflected on with that Pinterest kind of look. Double sinks are common request if there's a single sink in a house that a millennial is in are they kind of guffawing at it no (laughs) it's just uh it's a huge plus when it comes to a double sink but you can't beat it right yeah well i've had a single sink yeah from the moment i moved in my house i mean if you went back to if you went to two sinks you couldn't go back to one probably not right a double car garage you got one garage you got double you can't go back to a single you got a double storage space yeah yeah Yeah. that's it (laughs) uh in the last one rich millennials aren't just focused on themselves Pet amenities in luxury homes, also a common request. We so see the dog baths. Fifi, we see the dog baths yeah. all the time, you, you, especially in the new luxury builds uh, in this area. You'll see in yeah. the mud room, they'll have the dog bath have and dog shower. Wa- dog wash shower. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's fantastic. Wow. These dogs, man, they've come up quite Pampered. a bit. So yeah. how, how much does the house price go up if it has a dog bath? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, they just, I don't know. It's just, it, you know what? It people looks like good. It. Like people, yeah, people people like it. It looks good. It goes along with, with the, you know. It's just a, it's just an add-on, right? It's just right. a nice little add-on, a nice little feature. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. No, it, it won't. It won't hurt. That's for sure. Uh, this next topic is uh, it's on the Remax.ca blog site, and I found this uh, intri- intriguing to say the least. Festival season is here. The impact of arts and culture on a great neighborhood. So when you buy a house. You're not just buying the house, you're buying the lifestyle, you're buying the neighborhood, you're buying everything, uh, you know, the cultural scene around that area. Uh, Toronto has the taste of the Danforth, uh, you know, you instantly think of, you know, Greek town. Yeah. Um, when making a move, 
it is important to take in consideration yeah, the square footage, what the interior looks like, how, how many rooms it has, the yard space, but also that livability yeah. uh, that a neighborhood kind of provides. Are you seeing this when you take people around? Yeah, I, I feel like these festivals just get bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. It's like it's like these festivals are just people come in flocks. From like, all over the place. Like there's yeah. that, that Lock Street Festival and you see some pictures of it and, and it looks like you can't see anything but people when, yeah. when, when the pictures super come out. Super Crawl would be the yeah, same. Yeah, Super Crawl. And, and, then, and then now you have these big outdoor concerts where a lot of people are just looking to get out of their house in, in any which way, especially through the summer months and, and anytime you're walking distance to any of these festivals, it, yeah. it makes for a great day. It, you know what I mean? It, you, you can drink, you can you can, you know, host people and, you know, you have parking, you can do whatever you want, but it's a great opportunity to, to live in a, a, you know, be a part of a culture and be a part of a neighborhood that, that has, mm-hmm. throws great festivals. So, you know, hats off to the people that, you know, the sponsors and the organizers yeah. that continue to. Because a lot of them are free, festivals. right? Yeah. Tons of them are free. Yeah. But, but to, you know, continue to organize these festivals and put them on it, it, you know, pays huge dividends in, into the local economy, into making your neighborhood attractive to, to buyers. And that's something that we always talk about is, you know, oh, you know, even in Grimsby or, or whatever, we'll say, you know, the parade comes right by or, mm-hmm. or you know, in, when you go down and say St. Catharines, you talk about grape, you know, their grape and wine event or, you know, there's there's tons of events that you can go and talk about that you mention when you're talking about a specific home or a specific neighborhood. So yeah. definitely. Rob, were you going to add something on this? No, it's just like the uh, in the old days where, you know, people would go out and uh, and visit, uh, you know, the little carnivals coming into town. It's just, right. it's a way to get out. It's an added kind of. It's, it's nice, you know, like you don't want to just stay in your house and, you know, all the time. You want to get out, you want to do something. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, these festivals are fantastic. Yeah, experience Absolutely. the neighborhood. Yeah. Does that, is it something that home buyers are thinking about at the time or is that more of an add-on to say, hey, you know, if I do buy this place, this is something that I could, you know, take in. I, I, I think they look at that, you know, like if you're living around Lock Street, there's a lot of, things happening there and people say yeah you know they got this great I festival think, going yeah. on and 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 there's other little things that happen around like like for instance like lock street mm-hmm. so if they know the neighborhood yeah if and if the realtor knows the neighborhood they'll mention that right. also say, it's hey, listen, highlight. this is but, what happens around this yeah, area yeah. oftentimes somebody will go to a, you know might go down to lock street for you know for the festival and say you know i love it down here i i, I want to live down here and that's right. It, now it starts to draw you, and now you've been going to the same festival for two or three years. Yeah. And, and now maybe, you start house hunting. Yeah, and, and, yep. and then all of a sudden you're, you know, two years later, you're, you're <laughs> buying a house down there, right? <laughs> yeah. So it kind of the festival or, you know, it, it's just one little way for somebody to entice them to move somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, we're out of time, so we're not going to get to Canada's most expensive real estate uh, listing. So we'll get to that next week. And uh, again, palatial estates might be an understatement, but we'll get to that next time here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show. Guys, thanks for coming in. We are back next Saturday at 9, right here on 900 CHML.